Greetings, salute and welcome, lady beings, gentle wonders and other creatures of the night. This is the Truth or Death podcast created by Lola Hamilton and Ebo, your hosts to diversify your life. It's time for insights on the creative arts scene, hacks and tools for healthier living and hearing stories from voices around the world to share their truth stories. Are you ready to dare your truth? A new episode of the Truth or Death podcast starts now. Hello listeners and welcome back to the GD and Sadi podcast to a new episode where we're going to talk about LGBTQ books and beyond. I am super excited, but before we start, I want to give you guys a big shout out because honestly, you are amazing with the voices around the world. And I just want to give a special shout out to every listener because we have people from Singapore, Portugal, India, Bangladesh, Canada, Italy, Denmark, Australia, Ireland, France, South Korea, Netherlands, Brazil, Austria, Germany, United States, and United Kingdom. Holy guacamole. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of this journey. It's been amazing so far. And yeah, hello, welcome, my co-host. Obviously, as always, it's Seji season, so I'm obviously not alone. And here with Seji. Woo! <laughs> Isn't that crazy that we have like people around the world? I think that's fucking amazing. Well, I think that's so awesome. I mean, hello, welcome around the world. Uh, what else can I say? I don't know. It's really amazing that uh, so we're so global. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy because like uh, when we started this journey with Anchor, there's a list where you can see how many like listens we have and listeners and also like from which region. And it's just The thought that someone on a total different time zone is listening to this is just, it warms my heart. So thank you if you're wherever you are in the world right now. I mean, that's literally what we are always saying, but thank you. We appreciate you guys. Um, it's it's insane. At some point, we're possibly going to do a Gigi and Saji tour. Let's be real here. Like, we're going to make that happen um, around the world, which is great. Yeah, so... The theme of today is we haven't prepared any questions. We just want the discussion or like we want to bring in the discussion of like LGBTQ books and beyond because we were asked from our audience to have a bigger chat about this. And obviously with Revolution Series, this is kind of like what we're trying to do to raise more awareness for LGBTQ purposes. Um, and I would just say, like, let's just kick it off with like, what are your thoughts on like, what do you want to see in the scene or like, What has changed? What's our feelings on the current situation of like books and media? Um, I think you have more an expertise than this because you consume so much media um, than I do. Uh, but um, we are going in a good direction, I think, um, with films and books, etc. But what I would like to see is the spectrum of queerness, which is definitely not there yet. I mean, we, we can obviously say the white gay cis uh, man uh, is already represented in media, uh, but everything else, which is like 90% of the queer uh, community, is not um there yet i would say 
So I would like to see everything from um, from the uh, asexual, aromantic, uh, even lesbian. Um, and what, oh my God, there are so many things in queerness that I can't even wrap it up right now. But those things are still missing, I think. And we need those representation, especially in combination with the... Uh, um, other cultures because we still see uh, the white normative I guess but we don't know um, the the storylines of people from other parts of the world and that's that's something which is desperately needed for people um, who are consuming the media yeah absolutely i agree with that and what you just said with <laughs> that i have a bigger expertise so uh, just a quick insight i'm a giant junkie of netflix series or like i wouldn't even specifically say netflix but just generally watching series reading books and going to the cinema like i'm so like i love going to the cinema it just makes me like it, it's the this exciting exciting feeling and tingling and just seeing a movie on a big screen is just a great experience um, and I do it quite often alone as well because it's kind of like this situation where I can just like you know let go of my my daily thoughts and just immerse myself in the big, big screen experience and um, obviously our mission is to like like I'm still dreaming of a world where it's more normalized that this is just part of the society like the thing is, it is it is still um, to a certain extent. Obviously, we we're getting change, hundred percent. And I think this is something that is incredibly important to consider when we criticize certain um, certain media. Like I think what I'm still missing is, and I think this is really important that we still criticize certain situations. Um, I'm still missing a lot of this presentation in like big companies because um, I feel like especially with um, certain big companies what they do is the bare minimum so that it kind of like scratches on the scale but then it's called queer baiting rather than queer representation and I'm I'm kind of like I'm getting tired of this thing of like oh there's a new movie with a new queer character but they don't get a new they don't get any screen time like other than five minutes and that's not really like good presentation for me. Like I want movies and, and series where it's just implemented without a big hustle, if you know what I mean. And um, <clears throat> as you know, or like if you have certain, if you listen to certain episodes, I have been upset spaghetti about the Loki series and um, for various reasons. And um, this is coming from a cultural aspect of my religion, considering I'm a Zatru, as well as from the gender perspective of being non-binary and the fact that they took inspiration from a non-binary god. Um, nevertheless, um, the writer is a very white heteronormative guy, and um, this is exactly what happened with the series. And you know, this is something that I still criticize in the sense of um, they had a bisexual or like, I don't know if she herself was bisexual or, um, but there was a writer on the background that made sure that there is a certain presentation into it. But the problem is that we get these lines of like, like the line itself is not the problem if it's like a two sentence, because, you know, some people are just saying it and then we have other people who are very flamboyant about how, who they are 
But the problem is that the series still ended up with a heteronormative relationship and there was no really gender spectrum or low kind of like diversity enough when it comes to the representation of the different Lokis. Like we had the token queer black, uh, we had the token black guy, um, kid Loki, a very old grandpa Loki, and then crocodile Loki. And, you know, if if you know that this guy has written Rick and Morty, I think this is just, it kind of makes sense to the kind of humor that he's playing at. But what I would like, like, why was there no other feminine Loki in there, for example? Like, this starts with also, like, female representation, for example. Um, and that's something that I'm still missing. And this is just a big example of, like, big companies out there. Um, on the other hand, um, what recently has been happening is that for example, we, we have movies like Coco or Moana or now it's coming out Encanto. And like these are steps in the right direction of like diversity. But when it comes to queer representation, it's still like a big lag in like big movies and stuff. Or for example, the fact that in the musical prom, what's his name? James Gordon, I think. James Gordon. Mm. Um he got casted for the gay character, but he's a white cis dude. And like this keeps happening. Like, for example, I love Rocketman. I love Danish Girl. But um, Eddie Redmayne and um, Taryn Ed Edgerton, my gosh, um, they are both also cis white re representing. So I think what we need as a change is also to look into this and cast actual queer actors and like make sure that or at least make sure that these people have a voice and saying in it like i do like i do believe that taryn or eddie and other actors are very respectful of like representing these characters i don't believe that it's necessarily a thing of um you know um they wouldn't take certain things into consideration but i think it's also this thing of it's time that we cast certain queer people because they are out there, you know, like it, it is a situation that can happen that we have these actors out there um, or have a say in it for the writing and stuff. And that's something that I would like to see more that we actually get us into the roles that we should play. And um, that's something that is definitely not there yet. I believe it's going to change essentially because when you look around, and this is something that you can take as quick take from this, um, if you go and really take the time for like any streaming platform and d dig in deep, you will find a lot of diversity in there. Because for example, no advertisement or anything, this is just, it's one of my most certain categories where it's like, um, movies from world, all around the world or um, European productions and stuff. And Europe, Europe itself already includes a lot of different diversities. I watch a lot of, for example, Spanish TV shows or Scandinavian stuff. And it's super interesting to see not only from the way they have a certain storytelling, but for, I can guarantee you that Scandinavia has no shame. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> we recently watched uh, Love and Anarchy together and this is something that is, I would say, very zeitgeist in the sense of it has everything that you kind of want to see when it comes to the diversity bubble, in a sense. Um, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it to be that good in the sense of like it deals with a lot of like themes that we have to deal with today. Um, and it's a Swedish production. And then there are other like... Um, I, like, for example, quite recently, I, when I saw a lot of Spanish stuff, they are very good with, like, actually putting queer characters in there. And um, 
making it a thing. But as you or like as Sergi has already mentioned, what I'm missing is just the the kind of like diversity in the bubble in itself. Like, yes, we have the token gay characters or like the, the gay sidekicks and stuff. But I want to see stories where we get to explore a lot of situations such as like, I mean, let, let's just think of the, the debate around labels. Like there are lots of queer people who don't like to dance around labels or feel like the difficulty of like even finding a label. And I feel like that's sometimes really, unless it's a coming out story, that's just not there. And I feel like this is something that I think could be more explored in the sense of like, you know, let people just explore their their personalities and sexualities because that's literally what we're going through. Like you will have phases where it's like, oh, I'm so 100% bisexual. And then three years later, you're going to be like, have I actually ever been bisexual or was it just something that I've been put into because there was no other other explanation for it or something I was just growing up with um, because obviously we have the big labels such as like pansexuality, bisexuality, asexuality, intersex and so on and it's just the thing of there are so many minority labels and um, I think it's just it would be cool to I mean generally speaking there is not enough asexual representation without being so I don't want to say dramatized but the thing is like Obviously, the, the media is still about like sex sales and stuff. But the thing is with asexuality, that's the thing. It's also a spectrum. There are people who are ace and still have sex. There are people who have ace, just don't feel anything about it, but would still have sex with their partner and stuff. And it's situations like that that I'm missing on media. It's just the thing of like, oh, no, 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 it's not there. And like, it's not like it wouldn't be possible to have this representation because ace people are out there as well. And I feel like especially these voices needs to be heard more and um, not so even like I think especially on the spectrum itself, um, it's even more important for men to also kind of like raise this voice. Like obviously any voice is important regardless of the gender, but I, like from what I know uh, or I know some people who are male presenting and deal with asexuality or like feel feel on the spectrum and they also have to face the thing of toxic masculinity or the thing of like because white heteronormative people it's so common for them to like you know being attracted uh, having sex and stuff like that so it's just situations like that where i'm like i would love to see this more in a in a sense of just just explore it, you know, like, because um, you can do storytelling where, for example, a couple comes quite quickly together, but then they stay together and they have to face certain relationship issues, which is just normal. And sometimes I'm missing that a bit. Um, don't get me started on fantasy. Because, <laughs> um, like, I think we are having, or we made already a good progress in the spectrum of, like, I would say contemporary storytelling and, like, young adult stuff. I mean, we have this amazing TV show called Sex Education, which which I think is so needed. Um, there are a lot of themes in there um, that express what we are going through and address. But that's just like, that's almost like, you know, in a TV show called Sex Education, you would expect talks like sex and gender, possibly, because it's something that is included. So I want to see more more media that just dares this in the sense of yeah but you know it it should also be just normalized in a sense and just 
I'm still dreaming of this thing of like, I can just watch any program and there's at least a certain LGBTQ factor in there. And I know it's not going to ever happen to this extent where everyone includes it, but we still can go to a level where it should be, let, let's just say, for example, 80% would already be such a win because obviously there will still always be people out there that just don't write the story um, because they don't know, they are afraid, they don't want to share this kind of experience because they just don't know how to write it. And I do think that's okay because we also need to consider certain pressure of certain writers because I think everyone should be able to express their truth as long as it doesn't harm, hurt, discriminate, box or label someone else or tries to convince them of their belief. Because um, that's the that's the magic about fiction, I guess. Um, on the other hand, it's so important that we still say, hey, this is very white. Can we change this to a certain extent? Um, and it's happening. It's happening. I mean, for example, if we look at Marvel, we have now Eternals, which is such a progress in the scene. And I feel like phase four is going to make a better, better stance on all these issues that we didn't have like 10 years ago or like expressed 10 years ago. And um, yeah, I do believe or like I do see changes happening. And this is also so important to understand change happens with us. Like, obviously, we should criticize certain people, but we also need to look at ourselves and our bubbles because we are all responsible in a way. Like it's in that sense, you could say we are all guilty of our own bias because, for example, I'm guilty of feeling always more comfortable around LGBTQ people because this is my community. This is where I feel safe. I also feel more comfortable around Asians because it's also part of my heritage. However, like that doesn't mean I hate any white, white walking person or anything like that. So like there are also people out there that are actually trying to understand and trying to make a better stance uh, around certain things. So it's really on us to and I'm not saying we shouldn't shouldn't be angry about certain things or like avoid our emotions about certain conflicts. But it's really important to understand that if we want to make a change, we also need to build bridges. And I'm always like someone that says try to see the bigger picture, which is obviously hard because we live in a world of social media where people judge you in like three seconds. But there's a way to distance yourself from these people because, you know, they might have had a bad day and just uh, it's per se possibly not you that they have an issue with, but just the certain trauma or pain they have been through. So um, that's my take on that. Well, I just forgot what I wanted to say because it took so long, but I absolutely agree with everything you just said. Mm, I think the rep for LGBTQ and diverse characters are the same in a sense because we need to tell the individual stories for people to understand otherwise people get no chance to look into the lives of those people because everything is a spectrum and everyone is different and everyone's story is different so um, the western media needs to dare to tell those stories because um yeah i don't know we need to tell the stories because from one line there is no chance you can understand what the person is 
kind of feeling and what their life is about. So um, it's always good to have that one character who's diverse or LGBTQ, but it's not enough. And that I think that that's the main problem we need to face here, that um, people should... Um, yeah, dare to tell the stories. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, to have some quick takes here, I think the first thing, as I said, like it starts with us. So check your social bubbles in the sense, who are you following? Are you just following like your your friends and stuff? Or are you following? They're like, we actually have the biggest access, which is wisdom on the internet. Like there are so many people, including myself or including us out there that give you advice for free. Like they go on Instagram lives, they do Twitch streams, they do YouTube videos. It's not that hard these days to get that information. So it's on us. And like, I'm never like excluding myself on anything. Cause like, this is also something that we need to break in the stigma of you will make mistakes. You have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable because even if you're trying to not hurt someone, there will be someone pissed off for you saying a certain word and that's okay. And it's on you to decide then. And the thing is also like we need to normalize apologies. Like no one, like the, I always say like the kind of good people, they won't rip off your head when you say sorry. Like I have said things or not slurs, but words that are kind of like outdated. And then someone was telling me, oh, yeah, we don't actually say that in our community or it's just not how we want to express ourselves. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me. And sorry if that upset you. And then you change, you know, this is simply how it works. And um, so so it's like you shouldn't we shouldn't feel guilty for not knowing what is what wasn't on our radar, basically, because let's face it, we, as I said, we all have our bias, we all have our bubble, and it's impossible to constantly focus on everything. Like, it's just an, important to understand that when we say diversity, we mean the whole spectrum, because diversity can also start with body shapes. Diversity can also include the disability community or uh, the people that don't have visible disability or mental health issues stuff like that and that's just one spectrum that's just one spectrum and then we go to lgbtq and lgbtq splits and sexuality and gender and then it goes into like deeper layers and then we come to race and race is obviously one of the big discussed topics in the 21st century and so on and so on then we come to inequality between payments uh, between gender gaps and stuff like that like there's so much to do around the topic of diversity so it's important to understand that if someone didn't know a certain thing it's it's the thing of like let's be real <clears throat> i'm going to mention the word cancel culture <laughs> um we should just um to to an extent we need to be more considerate and like there's a difference between Mm, holding someone grant, uh, holding someone accountable for what they did and then cancelling someone because <clears throat> the one that must not be named is certainly someone that I understand when people um, cancel this person or like say I don't feel safe around this community any anymore considering you're excluding trans people and non-binary people um, because there's there's a stubbornness to it and um I think that's the difference. Like some people will 
like and that's the thing like sometimes people won't understand but still trying their best to kind of like accept new change and like this is what we are also all guilty of like I had a giant bias once that I didn't like tick I still don't like TikTok but it's part of the society now what can you do like if you want to get out there that's just one way to do it and I don't judge people who earn money with TikTok like if that's their job congrats congrats for you that's the society we live in now um and it starts with these things like that and um so yeah look look at your bubble and um also don't pressure yourself on, on doing everything at the same time like as i said we all have a bias and um no one said you have to do all of this at once um it's kind of the same thing with sustainability like obviously yeah we're all fucked because of climate change great wonderful but it's not fair to say that someone should, should suddenly like go vegan uh, stop buying certain clothes do this like there are radical people out there who do that and i applaud you but we always have to look at a certain background like not everyone has the the kind of like money or um experience or situation that they live in to say i can do this from one day to another like this is also a matter of privilege that we need to need to look at when it comes to like making a certain change so instead of just like mm, being so so harsh on like certain people and like as i said it's also very human to say sit things in a in an angry manner but it's also very human to say sorry i just had a really shit day and you know these days happen sometimes it's really shit to be queer because we still have like 69 countries where it's actually illegal to be queer and in some countries we can die for this so it's just some days suck and like some countries sometimes go backwards instead of forwards and then it's a really shitty day but the overall thing is that's because we're all doing our part in it and yeah it, it i would say it's a level of educate yourself um but also don't be your heart don't be so hard on yourself if you don't know everything because i don't know everything and i'm part of the lgbtq like I don't know all the pronouns that are out there, but when someone meets me that has a new pronoun that I don't know, I ask them about it and that's how we learn. And that's with everything. And like, as long as you're just respectful on like certain matters and also need to understand that if someone says, I don't want to talk about this or I don't want to do this, just be respectful because, you know, maybe you find then other accounts or, or ways to still educate yourself educate yourself yeah just because you don't know something um don't be afraid of it really what Gigi said don't be afraid to educate yourself and look into things you don't know because i think that's that's probably the biggest problem we have in representation that people actually don't know what it's about and they don't want to know maybe about it and you need to educate your surroundings like step by step not just slamming everything in everyone's faces because that's a method that never works um, just bit by bit when something pops up um, just saying small things that uh, go into that direction <laughs> I don't have a an example per se, but um, 
just hinting things also, just giving ideas, just uh, setting things in people's mind. That's already enough for a start. You don't have to also come out immediately, immediately to your surroundings. Like that's also the thing. Uh, if it's not safe to come out because a lot of communities are very harmful and uh, don't react that well. So always keep that in mind that you have to go little step by step because otherwise people feel attacked for no reason at all. But um, you have to keep in mind that when people don't know about certain things, they feel attacked in their own beliefs. So you also have to consider that because they don't know what you know and you should never forget that. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a matter of um self-worth and understanding yourself as well. Um because for example what I often had on the internet is that people thought that I would try to convince them of my belief, but I was like it happens, you know, it's the internet. Um but the like There was never a situation where I would, was trying to convince someone of my belief, but simply pointing certain things out. What you do with it at the end of the day, that's on you. Like, if you take anything into consideration or think about it, that's on you. But I'm like, and this is something that I often had with, I can say it, the only situation that I had are around this are people with very wide privilege. And... I do have white privilege as well, because, um, as I said, part of me is Asian, but I don't look Asian. So I'm part of the white privilege spectrum because I never had to face certain racial issues, for example. Um, but when someone points out something, we shouldn't like we get people get sometimes so defensive about it. And I mean, it is a training to be on social media and to have calm discussions like I'm learning that at the moment more than ever that I need to see who to put my put my energy into it because you know one way or another someone is going to misunderstand you and has a different point and it's to be honest it's tricky like there is no there is no clue to say this is how who you should have a conversation with and this is who you not should have a conversation with it's difficult And sometimes you learn from it if you realize, ah, this was a person that I actually didn't want to talk to um, and made me really uncomfortable and justify myself. And I think that's, you know, before you start justifying yourself, that's when you should leave the conversation. Um, but on the other hand, in each community, there will be someone that is quite understanding and more open to it. And just, you know, um, taking this from here, I think what we all should consider is also to be just um, kind of more relaxed about certain things. And I know that's also a very privileged point to say to an extent, because I work as a mentor. If I don't have this relaxation and the kind of like neutral, neutral attitude, I'm not doing my job right. Because as a mentor, and that's something that I 100% stand for, You should be unbiased in that sense. And now some people will possibly be like, yeah, but no one can ever be unbiased. Correct. But what you have to do as a mentor is that your biases don't affect your client. Because, for example, if someone comes to me and has a, like there's a difference between, um, I shouldn't force my biases or my beliefs onto someone else and I can still 
honestly say what my client is doing is not good for their health, for example, or help them find a structure in life. Um, but especially, and this is from my experience in Germany, we're so stuck up with our egos and we are so stuck up in our like belief systems and just basically having the last word. What is your fucking point if you want to have the last word? You're an asshole at the end of the day. Like no one, like you win nothing out of this other than being with yourself at the end of the day. Like, and it's not like, it's not a bad thing to say, sorry, I was wrong. You know, that's natural. No one knows everything all the time. Like, even if you're quite educated as myself and know a lot of stuff, we can always learn from one another. And that's, I think, a big point here as well, that we need to just accept that we can still learn from one another and should get away from this prejudice of, like, not know, like, knowing everything, basically. No one can know everything. <laughs> But I want to throw in something I just thought about. Um, uh, our opinions are, especially about LGBTQ media and diversity, are from the perspective of the European market. So we are both born and raised in Europe and we only have the perspective from here. So... Uh, we don't know what is going on on the other parts of the world. Um, so please keep that in mind uh, when we are talking about the media because it's um, European market is obviously the white heteronormative standard. So, But um, I would actually love to know more about other parts of the world. Like uh, you mentioned uh, this TV series that you uh, watched Uh, the other day like what was it in india right yeah. yeah it's called a suitable boy it's on netflix yeah so that was really interesting to see because we don't get to see these things or me i i recently saw a trailer on on uh, youtube um which channel was it netflix africa it was also very interesting because these are kind of markets that we don't know about and we have to look into because their stories are so much more different than what Europe and America is showing uh, to the market here in the global, seemingly global uh, market of media. And we should also dig into those other parts of the world because uh, I think it, it can get really interesting to see other perspectives of uh, diversity and representation of these things yeah 100 this is what i meant with it starts with us like it doesn't only start on social media but for example um when squid game came out everyone was like oh my god that's so so amazing and stuff and i was like that's literally like that's the korean perch like but mm -hmm. also like i'm not saying i'm not saying it's not good i watched it i thought it was great but also i'm a constant chinese japanese korean drama uh, movie watcher so what was so expectingly different for i want to say like the the casual white heteronormative watchers was just common for me because i keep watching this kind of stuff um which is this is what i mean with like it starts with us it starts with you taking half an hour on netflix and actually digging up some some stuff around um, 
you know, different countries and um, that kind of stuff. And it starts with you watching stuff with subtitles instead of like, because I mean, I also understand when people say it's just easier for me to watch something with like, you know, dubs uh, because it's just, you know, after a tired day, concentrating on like subtitles can be exhausting. Yada, yada, yada. Um, nevertheless, keep watching that stuff because like nowadays we have the possibilities through the streaming services that are a lot of diverse options out there. And it's not just always the Hollywood option. Um, or It's possible. Um, so, yeah, it, it kind of starts with that. And um, obviously there are so many countries. Um, like, I, as I said, like I've been recently watching a lot of stuff from Spain and then Scandinavia and then obviously um, Chinese, Japanese, Korean stuff, but that's just like five countries. There are so much more countries that we need to have a look at. But, you know, it starts with bit by bit and doing stuff. And I think that's also great when people just come to me and say like, hey, do you know this series? And then I say, no, I don't. And then people tell me what it is about. And then it's like, oh, I put this on my list. Um, and I think that's great. And like the luxury that we have nowadays with streaming services or like even podcasts, like basically any media. Um, for example, with books, it starts with looking into Asian writers, for example, instead of just, I don't know, European writers. But then on the other hand, Europe is giant and there are still a lot of like European actors, writers, artists that are so unknown in the sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like you could you could extend this discussion to levels of like, for example, look at the series. We always are on about the actors, right? Because that's just what we're trained to, like what we are biased on. But what about the writers? What about the people in the background that make the costumes? What about the makeup? What about the cutting? What about the sound? Like there are so many people that are on a production that we have to have a look at to get more appreciation. And as I said, that starts with all of us. And um, I think what's so great is that art just connects us in that sense, or even with music. Um, I always say like music is the language that we all speak because it connects us. And um art itself just connects us and I think that's really great and I think if similar to sustainability everyone just keeps doing their part we can all learn from another and just have a wider or like wider field of understanding diversity in the matters of the creative arts well, I love how you mentioned all the filmmakers uh going behind to make uh, a great <laughs> um TV series or movie and such because me as a filmmaker who works behind the scenes um, we definitely see the kind of um, output they create all it doesn't matter if it's LGBTQ or a diverse person because let's take me for example I, I, I take behind the scenes pictures and unit stills and make film posters and such and I think in my my style of work, I would never. I think I think I would never make a poster where you can see a woman who is like showing her boobs and ass. Let's take like that and uh, basically sex sells. I would never make a poster like that. You know what I mean? So that's basically the queer gaze kind of. Uh, 
perspective to all those things we put out. And um, if you, if you, how do you say that? <laughs> if you look into uh, what kind of people there are on set and what kind of style or wh whatever their background is, you can some sometimes sense the the. Uh, oh my God! I don't know how to. Uh... <laughs> I think I know where you come from. You mean the <laughs> output that you would create? Yeah, so, like, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, as a like queer, queer, um, queer, queer represent or like, we recently had a really good discussion with someone about this. Basically, that we create what we know, so that's something that you're going to see, and I think that's especially important. Why we need more diverse teams in the sense this is why i literally created a revolution series like starting with the fact that my manager is from morocco then we ha then you are on my board as um wait hang on a second <laughs> geography skills so i'm just gonna say your country from from turkey for example um yeah. And uh, yeah, we recently found West that. Asia, <laughs> West yeah, Asia, yeah. West Asia. Um, then starting with my bloodline, which is European Asian, and uh, then we have so many diverse. Like we have obviously, like my team is heavily European because that's simply where we are based. But when I look at the different stories of my team, like. We have people in there with mental health struggles. We have people in there that are on the queer spectrum. We have people in there that have certain, like we also have, uh, for example, Jody. She's she's brown, brown and uh, soundtrack design, sound designer, and stuff like that. So like each story is just so individual in itself, um, and that's the diversity that I want to create. Like, because. Diversity just sticks deeper than just race, than just, I don't know, sexuality. Like it can be seen on so many levels. And I think mm -hmm. that's something that's so important that we need to look at when we talk about diversity, because obviously the whole big thing started and kicked off more than when we had the Black Lives Matter situation. And that's something so important that it brought up again a lot of discussions around this. And but yeah, we need to look at the the deep stories about someone when it comes to diversity. Because and yeah, that that's just something that we need to consider. And then, as I said, like for example, I I criticize Loki for various reasons. But at the end of the day, you know, he's a white heteronormative guy. He's not going to write the queer story that I would like to see. So I have to be sane with that. And um, it's okay because then I'm just going to do my own thing. <laughs> and um. Yeah, so it's it's always the thing of, I mean, I keep saying this in my mentorings as well, just please, please think about the story behind this. And I love to quote this once again and again, Peter Hale from Teen Wolf. If you only know one side of the story, you only know one side of the story. And I think that's something that is so important to understand when it comes to interacting on social media as well, because like we are so rapid on like action to reaction and to be honest, I think we would all do a lot better if we take certain energy levels to a more milder discussion rate. Um, but obviously we are far from that and um, it is a matter of privilege. However, if you can avoid certain discussions and just, I, I guess it's for me, this impulse I would like to give you is to, just the thing. Is this really important to 
the vision that you have? Or is this just a situation of five minutes and you had a shit day? I guess you could say, like, consider that and then make a choice. But um, as I said, I work as a mentor. That's very privileged to say in the sense of it's it's part of my job. That's how I do it. And though I'm still working on it, you know, um, I'm getting better with having less discussions on the Internet and just instead discussing things here. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that's a good wrap on like the whole thing that we wanted to give you guys with this episode. And also uh, remember that uh, all old people are going to retire soon. <laughs> so please take up their jobs because, uh, yeah, that's where we come in to uh, get into all media and uh, give everyone the representation they deserve. <laughs> exactly. Um, as I always like to say, there's a season for everything and we are coming. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Wherever you are in the world right now, obviously, we've already created so much diversity with this podcast as well. I'm so super happy. If you are now listening to this and you have something to say, please reach out to us via email or contact us on Instagram. If you want to be on this podcast because you have a cool story to tell, also feel free to reach out. We love having voices all around the world. Um, yeah, we already created so many voices around the world, and I think that's great. And then wherever you are in the world right now, day, night, on the way to sleep hope you have good dreams we will see each other next time on the gg and study podcast bye bye